The Daily Rios Digest, October 23rd, 2021, DC Fandom Edition. Hey everyone, this is your host Peter, doing something a little different with this week's Digest. It's an all-DC fandom edition, because why not? I'll be breaking up each day, talking about specific topics, grouping them together, similar to a regular Digest. For instance, we're going to start with Movie Monday, about all the movie stuff talked about at DC Fandom. And then TV Tuesday to talk about all the TV stuff. Wednesday, I will still give some recommendations for New Comics Wednesday, as well as talking about the comic book stuff that was announced at at Fandom. And then Thursday will be animation and cartoons. And Friday will be about everything else. This way you can jump around to the segment that interests you most or just listen to the entire digest. Uh, I'm not going to go super in-depth here. These are really just sort of like my initial reactions, my emotional reactions sometimes. You can still see the entire three and a half hours of DC Fandom 2021 on YouTube uh, if you want to see it all firsthand. Uh, As I mentioned, this is just going to be a collection of loose thoughts throughout the week. And what's really great about this is it... it, um, kind of gives me a little bit of a break, right, so I can catch up for next week's Digest for whatever I'm planning, you know, for for the next week. So, um, also, be sure to check out DC All-Stars Episode 74, which is a discussion on DC Fandom as well with Daryl and Hassan and Eric from uh, Longbox Review and from the Legion Project and also Jim uh, from a bunch of... um, other Taylor Network podcasts, etc. Uh, so they have their own thoughts about, you know, the, the event as well. So go listen to that. So let's begin. This is the Movie Monday segment about all of the movie drops during uh, DC Fandom. The one that I was most excited about and the one that I was waiting for might surprise some people, but it was for the Flash movie. And I was not disappointed. They introed it by saying that they don't have enough content to make a teaser, to make a trailer, but it was a sneak peek with about as much, uh, you know, video footage or film footage that I wanted to see. That was all I needed. And we've known for a while now that Michael Keaton is going to be in the movie, uh, that they're going to play around with the Batman uh, movie universe. So we hear Michael Keaton's narration right off, which was just threw us right into the movie. And uh, things that he says, things like, you know, you get to travel to different universes and you're trying to save this universe. We see Ezra Miller as Flash. 
we see uh, the Supergirl character, and surprisingly, we see another Flash, or another Barry Allen, also played by Ezra Miller. Uh, we get a scene where Barry Allen might possibly meet his mother. It feels very much like uh, certain scenes from the Flash TV show in the first season, first and second season. I mean, they said this movie was going to be Flashpoint related, so it makes sense that, well, first of all, not only does it deal with his mother, but it may also deal with, uh, you know, Batman, and I have to imagine it's going to, going to explode, hopefully, into other areas of the multiverse. And it got me thinking how excited I was for the Crisis crossover in the Arrowverse on the, you know, in the TV shows, and how we got all those really great cameos from other universes, mostly TV, but a few movies. And now I'm thinking, okay, they can go really big because they can utilize the whole entire movie universe, and they have decades to pull from. And I'm hoping we see some of that, you know, all the way back to Superman 78, or, uh, I mean, they could go further back. They could go back to the serials, if any of those actors are even still alive, or at least, you know, give some, you know, little homages here and there. Um, I'm hoping that they just include areas that weren't included in the Crisis TV show, um, and it would be kind of fun to see some TV stuff, you know, just like Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller went to the Flash TV show, are we going to see Grant come to the movie? So I am totally excited for this, and, you know, we got a long way to go with all of these movies, right? And all of the dates could change, so who knows? But that's the one I was most excited for, and uh, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, at the end of Fandom, we got... Uh, another trailer for the Batman movie directed by Matt Reeves, who also directed Cloverfield and two of the um, Planet of the Apes trilogy movies, the most recent trilogy, uh, Dawn and War of. And uh, I liked the first two. I can't remember what I thought of the last one. Ultimately, I do not need to see another trailer. Uh, I enjoyed what I've seen prior to Fandom. I enjoyed this trailer. I like Batman's look. He has a collar that's very reminiscent of Gotham by Gaslight. I am not happy that they are still doing the makeup around the eyes behind the mask and behind the cowl. It's like, ah, it's such a superhero movie TV show thing that they just can't get rid of, you know, um, whatever. Um, but the trailer sold me again that one tunnel scene where they're firing at Batman and it's timed well, the, the gun blasts are timed well with the movie, um, with the music, just completely sold me. And I, I even said on Twitter, the United States just has to get its act together because this will be a movie I go to the theater to see. Um, I am curious why we didn't see the Riddler's face during the movie or, or the actor who I assume is playing Riddler. I don't know if there's going to be some kind of mystery behind that or not, because I think we know who that is, so I'm not sure why that was done, unless it was to, you know, just create some some tension and some mood. Uh, so yeah, so the Batman trailer, you know, go see it on the DC uh, YouTube channel. You can see, not only can you see the fandom, but you they pulled out snippets as well. Plus, the good thing when you're watching the, the entire three and a half hours uh, they have put in little time breaks so you can go right to the whatever chapter you want to see.
Okay, let's talk about Black Adam. I was going into Fandom saying, I hope they sh they show us something and not just talk about it, right? Because this is a movie that, for the longest time, I just didn't believe would exist until I'm actually watching it. But we did get a little clip and we got some behind-the-scenes stuff. And you got to see um, the actors who were going to play Cyclone, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Adam Smasher, Isis. Uh, in fact, you can see the actress playing Cyclone you can see her in her costume in one of the behind-the-scenes little quick little edit things. Uh, so it was good. It was good to see some footage to maybe get some idea of the scope and the tone The tone of it. Um, I hope it's not Shazam-like, even Aquaman-like. Like, I'm, I hope it's closer to, I don't know, Wonder Woman and, and you know... Not not like Man of Steel, but I hope there's a seriousness to it. I don't know. I don't know. It just looks too big. Um, but I hope it's not cheesy. That's <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Um, all right. Then we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. You know, they're working on it. It's going to be till next year till we see it. We get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff here with Arthur and Ocean Master working together. Um, in a previous week, we got... Uh, a clip uh, or a picture of Aquaman in a camouflage costume, which I am all for. Not quite similar to the camouflage costume of the 80s, but the coloring is kind of the same. Uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Again, more behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, I did not know that Helen Mirren was going to be in this and Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Uh, yeah, I mean, this... This series has a lot of flavor to it, has a lot of fun to it. Um, it looks like they're continuing that. There's a couple scenes inside the Rock of Eternity where it looks like the whole Shazam family has decked it out with, you know, teenage things and teenage props, including, like, I saw uh, almost like a video game image of Wonder Woman and Flash. Um... This movie is for younger viewers, so it's not trying to be too serious, you know. I am totally all for Grace Fulton, though, uh, so I can't wait to see her back on the screen. And then we had some discussions on both the Blue Beetle movie featuring uh, the actor who's going to play Blue Beetle and also Batgirl featuring the actress who's going to play Batgirl. But they didn't have a lot, you know, because they're, they're in pre-production. Um, but those movies are also in the works. It really was the movies that kind of anchored this whole DC fandom uh, for obvious reasons because it's the thing that garners the most attention globally, probably. Uh, so if there was anything I missed, it's it's in the DC fandom. I mean, they mentioned that the possibility of a Wonder Woman 3, but I thought we already knew that. So ultimately, that's it. That's it for uh, Movie Monday. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin. But my pod got knocked off course, and by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman. And so I hid my powers, until recently when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people, I'm an assistant at CatCo Worldwide Media. But in secret, I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. TV Tuesday. 
So let's take a look at all the TV things that happen at DC Fandom. First of all, Supergirl is ending uh, with this last season, and I am not caught up by any means. I think I dropped out somewhere around, somewhere around, well, after the crisis, if that was season four or season five. Um, most of these shows, in fact, I am not caught up on. Um, and they're very popular still, you know, regardless of, of, uh, how good or, or bad they are. Um, some are ending because they're steering their focus to the HBO productions. Some are ending because it's just their time. So Supergirl is ending. One of the things I did like on the fandom is that they got the cast together to reminisce about the show and you can see a more extended version uh, on the on the DC YouTube page of that discussion. And let's face it, I mean, the first season I really did like, and it was nice to have a show that was, uh, you know, geared towards, uh, you know, a younger audience, a female audience. Uh, I know my ex at the time really liked it because of the whole sister thing. Um, and the show, just like Arrow and just like Flash, really opened up the CWDC universe to new characters. I mean, we got a live action Red Tornado of all things. How how weird was that, you know? So yeah, Supergirl coming to an end. They didn't talk a lot about Flash, but um, you know, that's in in what, its eighth season or something like that. Another show that I've dropped off. It was that show was so good in that first season, even the second season. And then eventually it kind of um you know, it, it was still okay, but it it didn't have the imagination and the wonder that that first season had. Uh, but apparently, uh, they are finally going going to put the yellow boots, the gold boots, on the Flash costume. Uh, that was one of the big announcements. They talked about Batwoman. They talked about Legends. Um, Batwoman is a show that I dropped off as well. They are still using the character of Alice as, as a main protagonist, as a main character. Um, I was tired of her just in the few episodes that I did see from season one. So I can't even imagine having multiple seasons and that character is still around. Ugh. Legends, I love. They're celebrating their 100th, anniversary, uh, 100th episode. I am behind on that as well, but I love that show. That's like the little show that could, again, opening up into larger parts within the DC universe and just not taking itself seriously. Um, I love the dynamics on the show. I love the silliness. Uh, just, you know, Bebo, everything. I love that show, so I really need to get back to it. And then they gave some teases and some discussions on things like Stargirl, which I only ever really saw, what, the first two episodes, I think. Doom Patrol, which is getting a new season, but I have not seen that. Titans, which is getting a new season, but I'm uh, still on uh, season three, I guess. Uh, they showed a clip, but I thought it was the most boring clip that they could actually show. I was like, this is what you're going to show to try to entice people to watch it? Or get excited for the finale? Really? Uh, they'd mentioned Pennyworth, which is coming to HBO Max now, and, and they're working on the new season for that. And then they talked about two new shows, and they showed either some behind-the-scenes or a clip of Naomi and Peacemaker. And uh, Naomi looks pretty good. Looks like it's straight out of the comics. And Peacemaker has 
uh, a live-action vigilante making an appearance on that show, although it looks like they're trying to turn it into, uh, turn the character into a little bit of comedy, so I don't know how I'm going to handle that. <laughs> um, I did really like that they took a look at two other properties that are not necessarily within the superhero universe. They took a look at DMZ, which is coming out uh, eventually, and also Sweet Tooth, which had its season on Netflix. So I, I thought I was very surprised by that. And I thought that was uh, a nice addition for both of those um, both of those shows. Now, DMZ is starring Rosario Dawson. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think this is controversial or, or negative or whatever, but I kind of am done with watching Rosario Dawson in geek television. <laughs> you know, there are certain actors that I'm like, if they never do another geek show, I'll be happy, and and she's sort of on that list. I'm like, okay, can we find some new actors? Can we find some new blood? Uh, let's find some new people to work on these projects. So, And then finally, they had a Smallville reunion with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum and Kristen Kruick by video, uh, which uh, I talked about this in my last Smallville episode. You can watch a, uh, an extended version on YouTube, but it was nice that they acknowledged the 20th anniversary for Smallville um, because it was such a pivotal show and such a, a groundbreaking show in terms of superhero television, not just DC television, but superhero television. And it is the precursor for everything Arrowverse. Um, it really kind of created the formula for what they were going to do for Arrow and Flash, etc. Um, as I'm doing my rewatch, I'm like, boy, look at this. The, the entire formula for DC Greg Berlanti Productions comes from Smallville. So, um, as I said, you can go to the DC YouTube page, and if you don't want to watch the fandom, you can watch, uh, you know, the small clips that they pulled out. And they did pull out a lot of the TV stuff. So, uh, as I said, I'm not really caught up on the TV stuff. Will I ever get caught up on it? Sure. I, I, I assume I will at some point. Um, but I, I think I stalled out. I used to talk about Arrow on the Daily Rios. I think I finished season two and I just never got back to it. Which means if I start with season three, that should mean that I should also be able to start watching The Flash again as well. So, um, you know me, got to watch things in chronological order and as they air, so maybe I'll get back to it at some point. Milestone was founded in, uh, actually was founded in the 90s um, by myself uh, with, with uh, Derek Dingle, Michael Davison, and Dwayne McDuffie, the late great Dwayne McDuffie. People of color are underrepresented in this industry, especially, I mean, in the entertainment industry in general but especially in comic books. So uh, we all got together with the idea of doing comic books. For creators of color, uh, the best way to do that was to get together and to create a line of books that would reflect and represent our culture. New Comics Wednesday. Taking a look at some recommendations for Wednesday, October 20th. Starting with three from Image Comics, we have The Essential Guide to Comic Book Lettering by Nate Picos, founder of Blambot. 
Uh, you get some in-depth tips and techniques for modern digital comic book lettering, from creating your own lettering templates and developing design skills to crafting emotive dialogue and dynamic sound effects. This is a comprehensive look at what it means to build a lettering career in the comics industry today, featuring a foreword by famed X-Men letterer Tom Orzakowski for $16.99. And then from the creative team of Philadelphia and playing within that same universe, we have Nita Hawes, Nightmare Blog Number 1, Rodney Barnes, Jason Sean Alexander, Patrick Reynolds, Lewis NT, NCT. Um, the main character of Philadelphia, Jimmy Sangster, might have left Maryland for the vampire-infested city of Philadelphia, but there is still untold evil lurking the streets of Baltimore. The demon Corson has surfaced from the underworld to possess a once-wronged man, and his vengeance will come at the cost of humanity's despair. But Jimmy's former lover, Nita Hawes, a woman with demons of her own, has begun a quest to root the evil out of her city. Guided by the ghost of her dead brother, she must come to terms with her own past, lest she join her brother in a state worse than death." $3.99. I really dig Philadelphia. So when I find out found out they were going to do a spin-off, uh, I was like, "Yes, I I have to read this as well." And then also from Image Comics Time Before Time, the trade paperback collecting the first 5 issues. Declan Shalvey, Rory McConville, Joe Palmer, Chris O'Halloran. Uh, it's 2140. And to escape a world with no future, many turn to The Syndicate, a criminal organization that for the right price will smuggle you back in time to the promise of a better yesterday. Tatsuo, a syndicate smuggler, wants to leave his life of crime behind. But when an FBI agent disrupts his escape plan, they both find themselves hunted across time by his former employees. They say this is a mix of Saga and Looper. It's a sci-fi crime tale that proves the one thing you can never escape is your past, $16.99. That title falls under, for me, the category of wait until the trade is out. So there are some series from Image Comics and other, uh, you know, independent press or alternative press uh, that, you know, I'll, I'll want to read issue by issue. For instance, you know, there for a while, like Terry Moore, Anything that Terry Moore would put out, I would buy the singles of. But then there are some other titles, like Time Before Time, uh, Commanders in Crisis from Image Comics. Um, I, I Even like, what's the new one by Scott Snyder, uh, Nocturna, or Jeff Johns' Geiger. I know, I know they would be okay reading issue to issue, but I'm just like, mm, I'll wait until the trade is solicited. And then, and then decide on whether I want to get that as a trade so I can read it, or then go, oh, maybe I should read the singles, uh, you know, buy the singles and read those. But, so I, I flip-flop back and forth, especially with Image. Uh, from Tomorrow's Publishing, back issue 131, exploring the Kirby legacy at DC, post-Fourth World. So we're talking things like Etrigan the Demon, Commandy the Last Boy on Earth, Omac, Sandman, Kirby's Atlas, Manhunter, 
uh, and then a whole bunch of other artwork and articles uh, all swirling around the Kirby legacy. From DC, we have Catwoman Lonely City, one of four, written and drawn by Cliff Chang. Uh, ten years ago, the massacre known as Fool's Night claimed the lives of the Batman, the Joker, Nightwing, Commissioner Gordon, and sent Selina Kyle to prison. A decade later, Gotham has grown up. It's put away costumed heroism and villainy as childish things. The new Gotham is cleaner, safer, and a lot less free under the watchful eye of Mayor Harvey Dent and his Bat Cops. It's into this new city that Selina Kyle returns, a changed woman, with her mind on that one last big score, the secrets hidden inside the Batcave. She doesn't need the money, she just needs to know who is Orpheus. It's a world without Batman where one woman's wounds threaten to tear apart an entire city. And uh, this looks like, it seems like they're trying to get out some Catwoman stuff because of, uh, you know, well, I'm going to talk about a new animated movie that's coming out, but also Catwoman being featured in the new The Batman movie. And then we have from Boom Studios, Origins, the trade paperback collecting the first six issues, Clay Chapman, uh, Jacob Rebelka. This is another one of those where I I saw the first issue and, and said, okay, I'll just wait until... The solicit for the trade comes out. Can humanity's last hope for salvation be the very person that destroyed it? 1,000 years after humans have gone extinct and artificial intelligence has taken over the world, a single man is brought back to life. David Adams, the genius whose technology was responsible for the destruction of his species. Together with Chloe, his first creation, and the android that revived him, David fights against the AI overlords as he seeks to discover if humanity can or should have any kind of future. It's a tale of one man's ultimate mistake and his attempt at redemption. Uh, This is $19.99 for this trade, and the artwork and the color especially is something that caught my eye as I was looking at uh, previews for that book. And then finally, from Birdcage Bottom Books, we have Everything is Super... The trade paperback by someone named Captain Rotstake. Everything is Super follows the misadventures of Lloyd the human hemorrhoid Herman as he stumbles through contemporary life in a dead-end backwater superhero town. And this collects issues 1 through 4, recommended for mature audiences, $15. Some of the artwork that I saw uh, had a flavor that was kind of like Bob Burden's Mystery Men, sort of. But that's, and that's the the notion I got from that sort of everyman, uh, down on his luck superhero type kind of storytelling. But this seems to be much more messed up than that. Uh, so I thought, sure, I'll give this a little nod for anybody that might be interested in that. So let's go to DC Fandom again. And this segment, I'm going to talk about everything comics that were announced uh, during the program. And there were a few things, you know, comic book-wise. Plus, there were some artwork that Jim Lee was working on that we got to see and some comic book creators that were interviewed here and there for whatever reason. So it was not totally devoid of comics. There always could be more. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed the, the little that they talked about comics. We start with Trial of the Amazons coming in 2022. As DC continues to celebrate the 80, uh, 80th anniversary of 
Wonder Woman. This will be a crossover event throughout the Wonder Woman titles, which I have to assume means Wonder Woman and maybe Wonder Girl? Uh, I'm not sure where else they would uh, cross over into. And I don't know if it's like its own standalone miniseries, right? Um, all they say is just crossover event. Now, one or two websites, um, I think, misinterpreted some of the promo stuff that DC put out. And they were saying that this is the first Wonder Woman crossover event in 30 years, which is not true because they are forgetting Amazon's Attack, which came out, I don't know, 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, somewhere in there. Uh, so what they're referencing is War of the Gods in 1991. Um, but even still, that m misses the 30th anniversary mark because this this isn't coming out to 2022. And apparently, if you are reading Nubia, which I believe is also out this week, uh, some seeds are being planted in that miniseries for this event. Now, one of the segments during DC Fandom that caught my eye and caught my ear while they were doing the whole 80 years of Wonder Woman, they called it a celebration of wonder. So they decided to ask, you know, a bunch of celebrities uh, their notions and their ideas about Wonder Woman. But then a few of those actors said they would start off their segment by saying, I think wonder means, or they would say, I think wonder inspires. And it started to make me think, is DC, are they possibly getting the feel for a name change for Wonder Woman? Are they going to move away from Wonder Woman and just call her Wonder? I, I might be reading way too much into that, but I just, I don't know, the way it was worded, what does Wonder Woman mean to, mean to you? What does Wonder mean? I mean, I guess that's a question, but the way they responded seemed to me, to suggest that they were referring to Wonder Woman just by wonder. So we've had a lot of changes lately, you know, so, or, or characters get, uh, evolving and growing and, uh, you know, in the Batman line, in the Superman line, and possibly maybe this is something that's going to happen in the Wonder Woman line. We shall see. So speaking of Superman, they did talk about the Superman comics and the upcoming War World saga. Jim Lee called it the biggest event since the death of Superman. I was like, really? Okay. But perhaps the biggest notion to come out of that Superman segment is that DC formally is changing Superman's new uh, motto and Superman's mission statement to better reflect the stories across DC and to honor Superman's over 80 years of building a better world. So the new mission statement is truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Quite frankly, you could go back to Superman Returns, where they also kind of skirted the truth, justice, and American way, at least the American way part of it. And certainly in the last couple years, the American way has strayed far off the, the path of what it should be. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. He is called the man of tomorrow. Let's see if their stories reflect that. Um, you know, I think, I think they're certainly making the attempt as things change. So that was the Superman part of, uh, the comic section. They made the announcement that spinning out of Festival of Heroes, the Asian superhero celebration anthology, they're going to do a 12-issue series from Monkey Prince starting in February 2022. Writer Jean Luan Yang and artist Bernard Chang and others 
And this is all going to kind of be inspired by the 16th century Chinese novel Journey to the West, both in story and concept and character uh, concept. Um, they released an 11-page monkey prince story called Apocalypse in the Heavenly Realm, which is available digitally on the DC website. And uh, this is going to feature uh, perhaps a battle against Darkseid and parademons and some other stuff. So uh, 12 issues, 12 issues. So they're, you know, they're, they're putting their, their weight behind this new character that apparently was the breakout star for that anthology. And finally, we took a look at Milestone Media with Reggie Hudlin and Dennis Cowan. Dennis Cowan being one of the co-founders of Milestone Media. That'll probably be the intro that you heard coming into this segment. Uh, they talked about the Milestone line of books and how they are gearing up to make sure that as Season 1 ends, some of these characters start to meet and cross over and establish, you know, a thriving Dakotaverse. And uh, they announced that in 2022, Blood Syndicate will return as a title. They called it one of the most anticipated titles for this new relaunch. They also talked about, uh, you know, there's work still being done, pre-production on a Static Shock movie, and a Milestone animated movie. Which, you know, both of those things, uh, who knows when they'll come out. Probably not not in 2022. And then they also talked about, as part of the Next Generation DC campaign, they're creating something called the Milestone Initiative to work and find and, and hone the skills of the next generation of black comic creators. So that was a, a, a good segment within the larger DC fandom. So there you go. Those are the recommendations, and those are the comic book things coming out of DC Fandom. This is a priority call to all Justice League members. A woman is missing. She's one of ours. Her name is Lois Lane. Lois? My masterpiece! Brace <laughs> yourself! You took his wife. You took his unborn child and his city. Why? After all these years, Batsy, you really need reasons from me? What happened to Metropolis can never be allowed to occur again. You'll throw away everything the Justice League stands for. <laughs> Cartoon and Animation Thursday. This is taking a look at all the animated movies and the cartoons that are coming out and that were announced within DC Fandom, starting off with League of Super Pets, uh, coming out in May of 2022, featuring Dwayne Johnson as Crypto, Kevin Hart as Ace, and other voice actors such as John Krasinski, Kate McKinnon, and Keanu Reeves. Uh, so this looks to be a team-up of the League of Super Pets. Now, I don't know why it's not Legion of Super Pets, because that's really what it is. It's not League, it's Legion. But that's okay. So, um, and I think that's going to be hitting movie theaters. So look out for that. They did mention and talk about and show a preview of Injustice, 
the animated movie based on the comics that's based on the video games. And uh, that's the um, teaser trailer bumper that you just heard. Justin Hartley is the voice of Superman. Anson Mounts is uh, the voice of Batman. We have Jillian Jacobs as Harley Quinn. Kevin Pollock as the Joker. And uh, it follows the story of Injustice, which I have not read, but, you know, a lot of people like and a lot of people like that movie. So it's a no brainer that they finally are getting an animated movie, although I'm surprised. I'm sure they could get an, an entire series out of it, but they're going with this first movie sometime. Oh, no, it's already out. Yeah, that's right. You can already watch it. We also have coming out Catwoman Hunted, February of 2022. And this movie follows Catwoman as she steals a priceless jewel and lands in hot water with just about everyone. Meanwhile, her one ally in the movie is Batwoman. And then the trailer also shows Black Mask, Solomon Grundy, Talia al Ghul, uh, King Faraday, and everybody's after Catwoman. And this movie is a little different from other movies because it has an anime style. And uh, featuring the voices of Elizabeth Gillies as Catwoman, Stephanie Beatrice as Batwoman, Keith David as Tobias Whale, Lauren Cohan as Julia Pennyworth, Kelly Hugh as Cheshire, and Jonathan Frakes as King Faraday. We saw a teaser uh, for Young Justice Phantoms. That would be season four. And the first two episodes were made available. Uh, you know, during DC Fandom, and these episodes will come out once a week, every Thursday until December 30th. I think this, they said there's about like 20-some episodes. This um, series, I've seen one season of so far, and it is very, very good. And I'm here to say that if you are not a fan of the Titans TV show, the Titans live-action TV show, but you want a story that has, you know, Titans characters in it, you should be watching Young Justice uh, because it is clearly modeled after, like, some of the Jeff Johns, Mike McCone, Teen Titans stories, even though they're calling it Young Justice. So, you know, it has a lot of Titan stuff. It has a lot of Justice League stuff, but it is miles ahead of the Titans TV show. We had some early discussion about a new Batman animated show, Batman Caped Crusader, and we heard from producers J.J. Abrams, Bruce Timm, Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman, James Tucker, and Bruce Timm says, if you, it's everything that you liked about the Batman, uh, about Batman the Animated Series, but even more, like, because there's no limitations, they are unleashed and unbound. So it has all of the original principles of the show of the original batman the animated series where it really is just about batman there's no justice league there's no other heroes early in his career he doesn't have a lot of tech so it feels like they're trying to play with a very raw version of batman which you know as i talked about is kind of the similar flavor for the batman movie but i'm sure this will come with great fanfare a new batman animated series after all this time and then we also got, uh, you know, a little bit of tease for a new Harley Quinn season, season three. I have not watched that show. And there's a new cartoon, uh, looks like, you know, possibly CG cartoon, um, Bat Wheels. 
featuring the world of Gotham through the lens of the cars. So you have like the Batmobile, and then you have a Robin car and a Batgirl cycle, a Joker Joker car, and it feels like a lot of the it's all told from the car perspective even though Ethan Hawke voices Batman. And we're also going to see, for the first time, uh, Duke Thomas on the screen as Robin. So this is aimed at, you know, kids, but it looks to be fun and silly. And, you know, DC does animation very well. Even if these things don't last very long, they seem to have something in it that's enjoyable. So I wanted to give that a shout as well. Let me take a look at you. A muscle head. A nut job. Something that offends my eyes. And a homeless person. You're perfect. Task Force X. Your new mission is to kill the Justice League. To wrap us up on this Friday segment, uh, this is basically everything else, potpourri or <laughs> miscellaneous. Uh, most of it is related to games, but there is some, some collectibles uh, discussion. And then also, um, I wanted to give a nod to the DC Kids section of Fandom that they ran an hour before Fandom actually began. And I did watch most of that at the time because... Um, uh, I got into it a little bit late, uh, and it was hosted by Robin of Teen Titans Go, but also Robin from the Teen Titans cartoon, which made for some funny segments. And all of this was broken up with bios, where they were just showing, you know, the mostly the cartoon histories of characters like Batman, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Flash, Supergirl, Blue Beetle, Static Shock, Aquaman, showing clips from cartoons, sometimes from live action, sometimes from the comics. I thought they were really well done and they were really well produced. And, you know, since this was geared towards the kids, it gave them an insight into some of those characters and quite often they mentioned the word multiverse, right? Throughout, in fact, the entire fandom the word multiverse was really thrown around. Um, while I was watching these bios, it made me realize just how much I have not seen, and I really need to watch a lot of this stuff. They talked about DC Superhero Girls and how there's like a new mobile game. They mentioned Superman the Animated Series because that's getting an upgrade in a DVD collection. They talked about Teen Titans Go, six seasons worth on HBO Max. They called it the longest-running animated show in DC history. They mentioned Teen Titans Go versus DC Superhero Girls coming in 2022 on the Cartoon Network and also a five-part event on Cartoon Network for Teen Titans Go and Doom Patrol. And they then they showed a, a pretty lengthy clip from Aquaman, King of Atlantis, the trilogy, which I believe is on HBO Max as well. So I enjoyed that kids section. It's another one that you can find on the DC Kids YouTube page. So then there was a lot of talk about games. I am not a gamer, 
but they dropped Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League, which I believe they talked about at the first fandom. You got Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, King Shark, Harley Quinn, Amanda Waller, I believe Gizmo. Uh, so you can play the play as these characters. This will come out in 2022. Gotham Knights action RPG. Again, they kind of talked a little about it last time. They showed some more gameplay here. It's a world where there is no Batman, so you play as Nightwing, Batgirl, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne. I have to imagine there will be other characters as well. All going up against the Court of Owls and the Talons. And it was neat during this segment because they brought in Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and Jim Lee uh, to talk about, you know, how Snyder and Capullo came up with this idea about the Court of Owls and how it plays played as the secret history of Gotham City and the and the Waynes, etc. So they're going in deep with that RPG. And then they mentioned something called DC Heroes and Villains RPG for mobile gamers from Ludia. And this uh, is Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Superman, Lex Luthor, Poison Ivy, Batman. And the blurb said, Enter a crisis where sworn enemies will be forced to unite. And then you got a shot of this large demon rising from the ground. And it's Trigon from the Titans universe. So look out for that. And then making what I thought was kind of like a surprise appearance, Todd McFarlane came on to Fandome to talk about McFarlane Toys and DC Direct and how they are, you know, creating a partnership and doing what they do best with their two companies. Um, or or I have to assume he they already are in partnership, right? Because there's stuff that has come out from, from these companies. But they're talking about, they're, you know, still, they're working on a Harley Quinn red, white, and black line, creating Joker, Joker Purple Craze, designed by Greg Capullo from De uh, Batman Death of the Family, a statue. Uh, the Batman movie will have a statue for the Batman available in February. They're continuing the Batman black and white statue series, which Todd McVarlane called the longest running statue line, apparently. Uh, they're talking about Mike Mignola having a, a design from him for Gotham by Gaslight in March. And then as part of the DC designer series, uh, Todd McFarlane was doing a giveaway for a Batman Year 2 design Batman based on his own artwork. And it's that it's that one shot of Batman standing in a graveyard and his cape is like five miles long. So, I again, I, when he popped up, I was like, oh, this is, we got Jim Lee, we got Todd McFarlane. Wow, that's interesting. So, so there you go. That's uh, my wrap-up of DC Fandom for the week. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, this was a, something I wanted to do just a little differently here for this digest. And, you know, this digest is running weekly and I have 52 that I had to do. So, you know, for, to switch it up here, you know, I hope people can indulge that I decided to take the format of the digest and really just kind of focus in on one topic, but let me know what you think. Peter at the dailyrios.com. I will return to format with next week's digest. Go to the website, thedailyrios.com. Go visit DC Fandom on YouTube and check out what you missed. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. Follow the Daily Rios Instagram. This has been the Daily Rios episode 527. 
the 16th digest for Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. Talk to you soon. And now, here's your host, the leader of the Teen Titans and one of the best heroes of the multiverse, Robin. Uh, serious Robin. Bobblehead Robin. I told you not to call me that! Maybe if your head didn't bobble. 